What's going on, guys, and welcome back to a Dose of Magic podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Ryan. I'm Brett. And we are here with our first guest of the show. This is our mother, who is also a full-time teacher, a part-time travel agent, and a huge, huge Disney fanatic and expert, probably the biggest one I know. So, Mom, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Yvonne Colt, and as Ryan just shared, I am the mother of Ryan and Brett. And yes, I um, absolutely love Disney. We can't get enough of it as a family. Um, even individually, we take um, separate trips. And um, I'm a travel agent as well, and I get to help other people enjoy their Disney trips. Perfect. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. You summed up everything that you're qualified for right there. Um, <laughs> being that you are our first guest, we do have a few questions that we like to ask. And this is kind of like our one-year celebration uh, episode as well. So that's why we have uh, our mom as a guest. And we're also going to have another guest later in the episode, Sean from Winningham Adventures, one of our longtime – one of our first followers that we've ever had actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the one who makes our intro. Um, so we're excited to have – two guests this episode so please sit back enjoy as we ask them some questions and kind of pick their brain as well as ours about some disney questions go for it exactly and as brett mentioned this is our very first one year anniversary episode this week and man that is so cool to think that we've been doing this a year there have been a few weeks where you know we may have skipped because you know life happens and whatnot but to have been doing this consistently for about a year now that's a pretty good milestone. So congrats to Brett as well, you know, being my yes. awesome co-host throughout all of this. Thank you. Thank you. And our mother is here as a guest. We started this podcast in her basement. So that's <laughs> actually very fitting to have her here and celebrate with us as well. So thank you to her for that. So mom, the first question I want to ask you and, we, and Brett wants to ask you is, where did your love for Disney come from? Where was like the first time that you fell in love with Disney? Um, I went to Disney almost every year as a child. My parents built this love of Disney into me and my sister and my brother. And um, every year uh, we would go to Disney um, for vacation, whether it was in the summer, whether it was in spring, on spring break, things like that. Um, And then my father also became a travel agent and um, that allowed us to get there more often. And then he even invested in a timeshare in Orlando, which again, allowed us to get there more often. And then as I got older and got married and had children, we then took you guys every year to Disney. So that is really what helped build the the love. That's what kept the magic alive every year for us. And um, I think it's been really neat to see the changes in the parks over time, you know, to watch what it started as, to what they have now built this dynasty, so to speak, um, in Orlando. And they just keep doing it. And it's exciting. So I love every change. I love every aspect of it. Um, Sometimes we get frustrated when they make some changes. Sometimes change is hard when you're used to certain things and you have a love for certain things, whether it's a ride or a parade. I love the electric light parade. And I was very sad to see that go away. Um, but you, you fall in love with something different mm-hmm. and you find the magic somewhere else. So that's, that's where it all came from. Amazing. Um, yeah. So kind of like you mentioned, like things have changed progressively as you have gone since a child to then bringing us and just even now going on your own trips. Like what has been the biggest change you've seen at Disney? I know you mentioned some parades, but has there been like anything astronomically like 
change that you're like, wow, like that was not like that when I was here as a child? Um, yeah, there are some rides that used to exist that no longer exist. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the Skyliner that used to go across the top of Ma- uh, Magic Kingdom Park, things like that that are gone. I remember those so vividly as a kid, as a child, um, and they're gone now. And also just watching them really build more to the parks. What was so big as just Magic Kingdom has now turned into four parks. And I've really kind of just seen that progressively come to life. Wow. And they've changed the parks. You know, it's what they started as when they brought it from, you know, into fruition to where they're at now. You know, they're always making changes. So that's really been kind of neat. And I would have to also say probably the number of hotels and resorts. When I first started coming as a child, there were three resorts. That was like it. Contemporary, Polynesian, um, the Disney Inn, which (laughs) isn't even a, a hotel anymore. Um, so things like that have been neat. To the see. Disney Inn? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> that's that sounds very cheap. That it, that sounds like that's actually the that sounds like a, yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a beach. It's one. right on property. It's right on property, and it was across from the contemporary, right? The contemporary. I mean the Polynesian. It was across from the Polynesian and um, now it's where the military stay. Military people get a military rate and they can stay on property for much cheaper. So it's now the resort. Oh, yeah. Our military stays at Motel 6? No, it's not Motel 6. It's a <laughs> Disney resort and they do a nice job with it. Um, so it was, it's, but it's interesting to see those things have changed and diversely, you know, grown over time. Um, so things like that, you know, it's just, it's neat to have those memories. I probably have maps still, park maps from when, from when we went when I was a child to when you guys were little to now. If I compared all those maps, things change so much within the parks. So, um, and then I think the thing that has helped us is, you know, doing the tours. As I'm older and I go to the parks without kids, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband and I, you know, Chris and I will always do a tour of sort when we go. And it's neat to be educated from a different perspective on the parks than just walking through them and gaining what you can gain, but getting those behind the scenes, getting some more information, Mm -hmm. getting a history, things like that are really cool. Cool. Ryan, you want to take the next question here? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just want to say that that's so awesome. And that military resort that she's talking about for those who haven't heard about it or know about it is called Shades of Green. And so that is a military-only resort there at Disney. So yeah. that's pretty cool. But no, it, that's so interesting that you have had that cool perspective of seeing the Walt Disney World change and grow and go through different things. And just thinking for Brett and I, the biggest change that we've seen in, in our generation so far is probably the um, Wizard Hat leave and MGM turn into the, Hollywood Studios. The Earful Tower. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so those are probably the biggest changes. So I can imagine, you know the things that you have seen change over the years. Yeah. But and fast passes one of, even, uh, right? The next questions I have. Because fast passes didn't exist at one time. Oh, yeah, going from paper to digital. Yeah, just going to paper. Nothing <laughs> going to from paper. nothing to paper. <laughs> oh, and yeah. the Magic fans, like all of those technological changes <laughs> yeah. over time have been immense, yeah. you know. And I think about like, you know, your grandfather who's not here, but he has brought this love for us. And if he was around to see all of these changes, he would be in awe, right? So I think about that often when we're visiting the oh parks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think about that when we're visiting the parks. Yeah. 
yeah, he would be jaw dropped at the technology and, and what they're doing in terms of new lands and decoration and, and everything. Yeah. So that's really cool. My next question for you is what is one of the best tips that you often give your clients when you send them to Disney World? Um, I would say um, I give a few um, and I try to give tips that are going to be beneficial as a general tip, not specific to a family. Everyone has their own specifications. So it's really hard for me to try and get into inside of somebody's head or inside of their way of being. I've never traveled with them. I don't go on vacation with them. So I try to give some general tips. One of the first tips I give them is don't try to do everything in one trip. You're never going to be able to do it. And what you don't know, mm -hmm. you won't miss, right? So if you've gone a few times, then when you revisit, don't always do the same things. It's hard to be not to be a creature of habit because you do something and you like it, but there's so much to do at Disney. Yeah. So if you're a first timer, I say, just go, take your time, pace yourself. I provide an, an itinerary for them to help them so that they'll pace themselves. But I tell them, don't be upset if you don't get to something. It's okay because you don't know it if you didn't do it. But then if they're people who mm -hmm. routinely return and go back, then I walk them through, okay, last two times I know that you did this. Let's step away from that and let's try this. This is new. You haven't done this yet and let's make it an exciting time for you. So that's one of the things. Um, the other tip I always give, and I know you guys talk about it a lot on your podcast, is the free water. I mean, there's nothing better than knowing when you're walking around in the hot Orlando yeah. sun that you can go to any quick service or a key, I mean, um, a walk-in restaurant and be able to ask for a cup of ice mm -hmm. water because that's just so important to know. Um, the other thing I would say is take a break. It's very hard when you travel with kids because we think we want to get every penny that we're spending out of our trip. And the reality is if you slow it down and take a break and don't burn the kids out, you'll have a better trip and you will feel like you get your money's worth. But if you're pushing, 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 and then the kids are getting cranky and you're getting tired and you don't get to everything and everyone's getting upset with each other, that's what you remember about the trip, right? You remember the negative things more than the positive things. So those are the kind of conversations yeah. that I, you know, that I have with my clients that I, when I try to provide information for them. Yeah. It all sounds like we've gone on the same trips before because those tips are <laughs> the ones that we've definitely mentioned here on the podcast before. So some like to call it family. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, go left. That's yeah. important too. Always go those left. Trips, Most people go right. <laughs> exactly. And those tips are so important as well to, as you mentioned, just avoiding those meltdowns and avoiding those memories that are going to overshadow mm -hmm. what is an awesome trip. Yeah. Um, and so that whoever's listening, you know, please definitely internalize a lot of those because those are some good tips, not only to save money with the water and to stay hydrated, but to avoid the family meltdowns while on the trip for, for sure. sure. Yeah, totally. 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 Um, so we're going to end your little segment here with a little fun question. Okay. We always like to have mm -hmm. some fun on this podcast. Fun, fun, fun. Um, if you could live at any Disney resort, which resort would you live at and why? Now, I know you guys know the answer to this only because we have the love of the Wilderness Lodge built right in us. Um, I would live at the Wilderness Lodge if I had the opportunity. It is a beautiful resort and um, there's just so much to offer. And I love the convenience to be able to take a boat ride, to be able to take a bus, 
to hop on over to Magic Kingdom via boat or bus and then jump on the monorail and have that accessibility. Um, it's just there's something to be said about just conveniently being there, but still being tucked away in the nature environment. Love, love, love that we're just kind of tucked in the backwoods there and um, give me one of those cabins. I'll live in one of those cabins right on the water. I'd be happy as a clam. (laughs) (laughs) How about you guys? Yeah, those. Yeah. How about you guys? Uh, Where would you live? Flipping it on us. Yeah. Hmm. I think I would also take the convenient factor, like you said, and have like multiple transportation, but my dream is to always stay the contemporary, so I'm always going to default to the contemporary. Okay. Um, only if I get the penthouse, though. <laughs> I would only like to live at the top and see Magic Kingdom fireworks every night from my balcony without being in the balcony. So actually, I'll upgrade it to Bay Lake Towers is where I would reside oh, if I live okay. there. That is a good choice. I like that choice a lot. And I'm going to go modernist, so I tend to like contemporary <laughs> as where, but... but as I've said on the show before, <laughs> and as I've made comments to my family before, I would definitely stay in the Polynesian. And since we get to pick and choose in this game where we want to stay, <laughs> I'm going to stay at the bungalows on the water. And uh, <laughs> and I will be staying there forever and ever, having just a quick ride right over to Magic Kingdom via monorail, bus, uh, you know, whatever yeah. you you need to get there. Yeah. And I just like the ambiance. I like the atmosphere, like the detail. I love Ohana's, the restaurant. Little dough whip, so little convenient me, dough whip right there. Feeling like I'm on a tropical island all the time. You can't beat yeah. it. You definitely <laughs> cannot beat it. I agree. How often do you think you'd visit the park if you lived on property? Because I feel like you can't go every no. day, right? Like I feel like every day would be like no. low key overkill, Maybe right? Maybe twice a week. <laughs> no but it would be cool just to be like yeah i'm going over to epcot for dinner yes and you know just have that in a <laughs> yeah, quick, that would be cool. a quick monorail right cool. away each yeah. time so like little things like that or going to disney springs all the time i could go to disney springs every yeah. night so living on property would not be an issue but i probably wouldn't do the parks every single day right agreed agreed i agree cool well That's mom cool. thank you for joining us today in our quick little guest segment and being our first guest on the show after doing this for a year. So it is an honor to have you and we really appreciate it and answering the questions and giving your insights. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you guys very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure and I really wish you the best of luck and I look forward to continuing to listen to you guys every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. You heard it here, folks. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Here you go. (laughs) So thanks for for being on. You got it. Love you guys. See ya. All right. And we are back with our second guest of the episode. With us right now, we have Sean and Riley from Winningham Adventures. These guys are one of our very first followers when we started this a year ago. So it's an honor to have them here on the show just about a year later as our first or second guest on the show as well. So Sean and Riley, welcome guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Say hi, Riley. Hi, Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we got it. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. So 
these two and and the family have been like the ones who have always commented on all of our posts and they truly have given us endless support in us making this a, a podcast and sean also did our intro so all mm-hmm. the the edit work for that as well so thank you for that i don't think of it i don't think i ever said thank you so thank you this is my thank you to you <laughs> no um, problem. for all that <laughs> yeah so tonight we have a few questions for you guys. Just want to pick your brain, but we also just want to hear a little bit about you and your channel. So Winning Him Adventures, where did you come up with that name and what kind of content do you post and why? Yeah, so when we first came up with the channel, actually, we were thinking about doing some sort of account where uh, we put videos together of like all of our travels and everything. So like going to Disney World or going on cruises or uh, wherever we, you know, go visit, whether it's like, you know, different state or you know, going on vacation or anything like that. Um, but then the pandemic happened. So it kind of threw us off for a loop mm. a little bit. Um, and so I, I got into video editing for, I think about four or five years ago. And by the time that we started our YouTube and Instagram account, I uh, started to get into a little bit more of like having fun with visual effects and Riley was loving doing those. And so I decided to um, started creating some videos where I made him look like, you know, a lot of different, um, you know, superheroes. Like we did one where he was like the flash. Uh, we made a video where it made it look like he was using like magic to, uh, play hide and seek with me where he can like put a box over him and then it looks like he disappeared and all that. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I was, it's kind of gave me a, uh, an excuse in a sense to, uh, <laughs> practice my video editing skills, but also, you know, spend, uh, time with Riley. Not that I don't already uh, do that already, but um, you know I can have fun doing that and include him in it. And he does such a great job with uh, all the videos that we make. So, um, so right now it's just been just doing like a lot of short, you know, visual effects videos. Um, we're hoping that you know once we kind of get back into the swing of uh, things and that we travel a little bit more, um, then we can put some videos, some longer videos together uh, about some of our travels. So. You gonna say something, buddy? Yeah, he's the perfect stunt double. <laughs> no, okay. Right, the perfect star of the show, Riley. The oh, videos yeah. that you guys post are so cute and awesome, and and I've always thought from Riley's perspective, you know, the, he doesn't even realize it yet, but these are going to be some of the coolest things to look back on and watch the videos and the time that you guys have spent together making them. So I've always thought it's really awesome that you do that with him. Yeah. What do you say, buddy? <laughs> Say it loud. Uh, <laughs> <being> shy. <laughs> you said thank you. Insert subtitle here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll put the subtitles in. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. So digging a little deeper into to your answer there, um, what like grew your love for Disney itself? Um, not so much travel, but more so Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so for me personally, like growing up, I, I was a Disney kid. Like we went to Disney um, with my uh, family probably like three times um, until I was an adult. But I mean, I grew up, you know, watching all the Disney movies and uh, my favorite show growing up. Uh, I mean, there was a lot, but uh, Darkwing Duck was one of my favorite shows. Um, so I was always kind of like a Disney person. Um, but sure. we really became a Disney family a few years ago when actually um, Riley's a, is adopted, actually. And um, my wife and I were trying to adopt another child a few years ago, and um, it didn't work out just for a number of reasons. We had, you know, adoption agency kind of went bankrupt, and it's just a lot of it's just a lot of like financial and emotional um, stress that goes on you. And so uh, she and I just had a sure. conversation, just said, "Why don't we 
um, you know, just, you know, be okay with the fact that we're going to be a, you know, three person family instead of thinking of it as like, you know, we can't adopt another child um, that we're celebrating the fact that, you know, we have our family. Um, and so we decided to take um, some of the money that we received uh, from our tax return for, um, uh, for adopting Riley and spending it on an annual pass for Disney World. And so when we first took him, it was just, you know, one, we were celebrating the fact that we're a family, but it was just so magical to see him experiencing it for the first time that we just became instant friend, uh, instant fans of Disney World and just the whole experience and everything like that. And it's like every time he goes back, it's like, you know, the first time again for him where he just gets so excited about seeing everything going on the rides and seeing all the characters and everything. Right, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's getting tired. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw on a post the other day that you mentioned that, you know, you guys celebrated Riley Day, which was the day that you guys got Riley and adopted him. And I think that that is such a cool, unique thing that you guys do so that, that i saw that and that instantly made me smile and that, that's so awesome that there's a riley day in your family holiday calendar there yeah yeah definitely it was um actually an idea that we got from a colleague of mine because she um uh, had two adopted children of her own as well and, and uh, she told me about that and we thought that was just so cool that we asked her if we could you know do that same idea she said yeah definitely but it's um it's definitely a celebration of, you know, how, you know, celebrating that he's, you know, he's not only he's our son, but he's, you know, his adoption as well, too, like when he officially became part of our family. So, yeah, so it's something that we celebrate. Of course. We always do something fun, and he loves it, of course, because he gets to do a lot of fun things. <laughs> yeah. Right, buddy? Yeah, like I get to do ninja stuff. <laughs> you get to do ninja stuff. stuff. Oh, yeah, he loves Amazing. doing that stuff. Yeah, and I think the fact that your first Disney trip as a family was so magical is the fact that like Disney mm -hmm. will forever be magical for you and your family. Um, so in that sense, I think that the magic will never die for for the Winninghams. Oh yeah, it's yeah, pretty that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Oh yeah. So with that, you know, now that you guys, you I know you've been a few times, and you guys have a family have gone. What's your favorite park and why? Speak loud, buddy. <laughs> what? Oh, that's Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, tell them why. Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Good ones. Slinky Dash Roller Coaster. Because of yeah, the, the Slinky, slinky dog, dog Roller Coaster. What a good ride. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You're brave enough to go on that? Oh, yeah. He loves it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just arms up in the air and like just you know, yells <laughs> with excitement the whole time he's on it. So that's amazing. Yeah. You know what else? That's so Hollywood awesome. Studies? Uh, Hollywood Studios, Betty. Star Wars Land. Star Wars, my favorite. Yep. <laughs> oh, the Star oh, Wars Star Land. Wars. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Probably likes Oga's Cantina. Yeah, <laughs> not kidding. for another couple of years. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is um, Hollywood Studios is actually the first time that he saw Darth Maul ever. Like he's never saw him in the TV oh, show wow. or the movies. He saw him at Hollywood right. Studios, and now it's like his favorite villain, favorite character of all the Star Wars because of that. So, wow, he has such a cool, unique look too. When I was younger, I did a face painting in. Walt Disney World, and it was the Darth Maul face paint. Oh, we have some really? photos of that. So yeah, I've always that. enjoyed that character too. Yeah, that's somewhere we have to find that. Oh, that's yeah. definitely but, the photo uh, album. So, <laughs> so Riley, I'm a big Darth Maul fan as well. Is that cool? Mm -hmm. And he said he wanted to say something <laughs> real quick. Mm -hmm. My favorite 
favorite thing about Star Small is his lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the double-sided lightsaber. Yeah. Very cool. And he got the dark I remember when I first saw that, that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> Were you scared of Darth Maul? No. <laughs> He's <laughs> ninja, buddy. I will never be afraid of him. <laughs> never. You should you should battle him at the Jedi training camp at Hollywood oh, Studios. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's he, yeah. he's done the, the Jedi training stuff, but they do uh Darth Vader and Kylo Ren now. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got so I think of... before, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they did Darth Maul, but then when the uh, the Force Awakens Kylo. came out, they replaced him with uh, Kylo Ren. So yeah. Dang. Yeah, but he yeah. really wanted to. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll we'll try to figure out a time where you can battle him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Mark, that'll be the, the next calendar. video project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will definitely. That would be awesome. That. Yeah. <laughs> So then the right. one last question I wanted to ask you guys is what is one thing that you hope to see come to Disney in the future? It could be a ride. It could be a resort. It could be a character. What's something that you want to see in the ne- on your next Disney trip? Definitely Mickey. <laughs> <wants to> Mickey. <laughs> Definitely Mickey. I, I think they're asking like what character that we haven't seen at Disney World or Disneyland before that you might want to see. What's your what's your favorite movie that you like watching at home right now? Luca. 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 Oh, Luca. Yeah. And and I, I bet think... you would love to see Moana there too. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Moana. I yeah. love that movie so much. Oh yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see it in Epcot. I feel like Epcot could do like a mashup because they talked about having a Moana thing there, but now Luca being underwater as well. I Mm -hmm. feel like those would uh, go together pretty nicely, actually. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Luca in the next three or four years. I'm sure, yeah. Um, I think for me, I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a huge Marvel fan, so like I I know they already brought in um, Marvel's Avengers Campus, which I would love to go see. Um, Same with us. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, buddy? Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, you would love to see Captain Marvel sometime too, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I would love to see Captain Marvel oh, and yeah. Brie Larson specifically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She did a great <laughs> job with that role. So. She yeah. Um, and I'm very excited about Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think anything, you know, uh, I know Disneyland, they have more freedom to do more of the Marvel property and stuff like that. But anything they can bring into mm-hmm. Disney World, because we go there more often, um, I would love. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy. Not just because it's Marvel, but I've heard that the uh, ride itself is supposed to be very different than all the other ones that you've been on before, which would be a lot of fun. So, Yeah, I would love for Marvel to make their way over here. I know, like you said, with all like the copyrights and infringements and whatnot but Mm -hmm. i think we should we should be able to see something hopefully oh yeah yeah i I think we will for sure so and uh uh, you know and what's what's interesting is that we went to universal studios not too long ago and um you can tell that universal i think is um you know wanting to keep the marvel stuff but they're kind of locked in with um some of the uh property because the costumes and everything they have is a little bit dated so uh, <laughs> yeah so like Wolver- like wolverine and captain america like it's it's not too bad but it's just like it's 
even like the Spider-Man ride is still like stuck in the late eighties, early nineties. That's just like, it's not really enticing Dang. anymore. So I think it'd just be a lot of fun when they start introducing like new Marvel property and everything to Disney world that they'll have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. And probably since the new Spider-Man released at Marvel campus, like the one at universal probably looks like a dollar store knockoff. Right. Compared to it. So. <laughs> exactly yeah the universal kind of style reminds me of of the comic books like when i look at that i think of the Mm -hmm. comic book old age style where you know the disney marvels just it sits differently in my mind the two for sure oh yeah Uh, but i agree the guardians of the galaxy uh coaster that's coming to epcot that sounds awesome so yeah the new technology and the theming and i can't even imagine what the queue is going to be like so <laughs> who would who yeah. would think that we'd get excited for a queue but it's going to be only at disney <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's going to you know it's going to be awesome they're going to put so much time into it and it's yeah. going to be so so enjoyable oh yeah so i can't wait for that one as as well definitely yeah well especially when it's a different kind of riding experience i mean everybody's going to you know it's just like uh, Rise of the Resistance, how different it is from all the other rides, you know, like it, it's everybody's going to be going for, for sure. it and, and it makes sense to do it that way. So, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Totally. And we love to see Disney continuously pushing the limits boundaries. and the boundaries and the imagination of what a roller coaster could be or what a full experience could be with Rise of the Resistance or with Flights of Passage, right? It's not just a, a sit down simulator. It is you know, as immersive as it really can get. So oh, yeah. it's always awesome to see them, you know, push the envelope with their technology and what they have at their disposal. So hopefully we'll get a Spider-Man type of animatronic, you know, <laughs> at least that level, that high quality, that ridiculous realism, oh, yeah. you know, over at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Well, and, and yes. even like the roller coasters, like they're getting away from like that traditional box in uh, experience and they're doing more um, experimentation. I'm like, more freestyle type of stuff, right? So like Tron is supposed to be, you know, feeling like you're sitting mm-hmm. on an actual motorcycle. Uh, Flight of Passage is supposed to be, you know, realistic in terms of feeling like you're actually on um, the, uh, gosh, I forget the name of the creature now, but. Um, yeah, Banshee. The, uh, the Banshee. Yeah, the Banshee. Thank you. Yeah. And so like mm-hmm. they're going towards, you know, trying to even just revolutionize like how you're, you know, sitting and experiencing the roller coaster by like what you're actually, how it's actually moving you as well too. So I think they're just going to keep pushing the limits uh on that as well too so totally totally yeah yeah i agree and uh guardians of the galaxy is supposed to be the first like backwards launch coaster right that's what i've heard yeah yeah so i i haven't had a chance to watch any videos of it but i've I've heard there's some videos of um of that ride like or that style ride in some of the other parks and everything like that and it's supposed to be uh, just like what you said, and then I think you know it's kind of like Star Wars or Star Tours, where it's supposed to be like different stories every time. Um, but I think it's supposed oh. to be like a little bit more like immersive or adaptive or something like that as well too. So it's not just like the same kind of story every single time. I think it's going to have um, a lot of different stories that they're going to be playing with. So that's, that's super so, genius. Oh yeah, so <laughs> cool. I know that gets you so excited. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, Sean, thank you for joining us today and being an awesome host. And if Riley is still there with an earshot, thank you, Riley, for joining. Thanks, Riley. And being a thank guest you, on our show. Yeah. This has been an honor. And thank you guys for being <laughs> such a, a 
like follower and listener of our show Seriously. since day one. We we really do appreciate that. Oh yeah, we we love listening to you guys' podcast. So thank you for having us on the show and and keep doing you know the great work that y'all do. We really love listening to all the things you both have to say and and everything that you're putting out there. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That means a lot. So thank yeah, you guys. Yeah, Please definitely. remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. We always love hearing what you guys have to say and what you think of the show. And we will see you guys next time.